0: This is Jerry Jones, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, here, of course, live and in person with Roster Watch co founder, managing partner, Byron Lambert from Deep in the Dungeon of the Renaissance Riverview Hotel in Mobile, Alabama, as we are awaiting day three of practices, the second day of padded practices here at the 2018 Reese's Senior Bowl. It's our favorite time of year. It is like Christmas. We're getting the draft process kicked off here at Watch. I wanted to bring you guys this podcast, delivering some of the news, insight, and information that we have gleaned as we start our maniacal offseason travels and travails to cover the NFL draft, to cover this rookie class, unlike anybody else uh, you can find on the interwebs, on the radio, in the universe. So, Byron, uh, your initial thoughts. How do you even want to get... I, I, don't, I don't even know where to start, really. I'm disappointed to see that my boy Nathan Shepard from Fort Hay
1: State is going to be out of practice today, injured.
0: Nathan Shepard from Fort Hayes State, certainly one of the uh, initial standouts this week. It started out even as a, a weigh-in warrior, came in and weighed in at 6'3 um, uh, and seven 7'8", uh, 310 pounds with big 10-inch paws, 33-inch arms, and 80 and 5'8 for the wingspan. So he just looks like a pterodactyl uh, jacked up. I said in a tweet talking about our weigh-in warriors that Nathan Shepard looks like he's an actor, playing the role of, like, the star defensive player on a prison football team in some kind of weird movie about a prison football game. <laughs> he, he just he
1: looks mean like that. Also looks like in a very deep tight end class here. We said unheralded, but talented and very deep uh, here in Mobile is Dallas Goddard, 86, from South Dakota State. This is a tight end who was looking exceptional, In day one, and we've been disappointed not to see him continue with the hamstring injury uh, the last couple days. But, yeah, I mean, let's get to it. I mean, the talk of the town is obviously James Washington. I'd say right behind him is Kalen Balazs. In terms of fantasy-type players, offensive skill players that we're going to be most interested in in our dynasty leagues and in redraft this year. And, you know, for me – it's been Jalen Samuels from North Carolina State that has really come into focus. The running back. The running back come into focus while everybody's kind of distracted by Kalen Balazs, who we also uh, – has looked fantastic. We also like quite a bit. I just think that Samuels needs to be on everybody's radar. He has the makings of
0: – to me, he has the makings of a potential pro bowler. Jalen Samuels, North Carolina State. He weighed in at 5'11 and a half, 223 pounds. Smaller hands than some of these guys at eight and seven eighths, but we generally don't start to worry until we see them sort of south of that eight. And oh, was it the kind of the kind of the Kenneth Dixon, Mason Dixon line there at the eight and you know, eight and three eighths, eight and you know, maybe you know, some people say eight and a quarter where you really start worrying about fumbles. Um so you know, not too big a concern there. He's got the 31 and three and three-eighths inch. Uh, arm, the 76 and a half inch wingspan. And, you know, if you go if, if you go through and you watch Jalen Samuels' 2017 film, I, this is a – dude, he scored a bunch of touchdowns. I think he had 31 touchdowns in college. Uh, 16 of those touchdowns came on reception. So he's been very good out of the backfield. But we what we've noticed most about him in a week where as far as the running backs, you know, we came into this week thinking it was going to be Rashad Penny, right? That we came away saying – this, you know, the nation's leading rusher. This is a dude who's, you know, two hundred you know, rocked up, two hundred. You know, he looked really dense at the weigh-in. Uh, really good running back body, and he just hasn't popped off the way that Kalen Balazs, who was just such a polarizing prospect coming into this. Yeah, people yeah. in the draft Twitter community, people, you know, people in the media scouting community, they talk about this guy like he's a fucking jag, and like. Uh, that, he, that he can't break first contact and that he's too inconsistent and that he takes, you know, he, he takes bad angles in zone, all this bullshit. And you come here, I mean, this fucking guy, dude, like he catches everything that you throw his way. He looks like a sick wide receiver. He runs great routes. He's sudden. He has explosiveness and bursts and he's and like, he's, Big, Kalen Balazs, the running back from Arizona State, six foot two and an eighth, 222 pounds, 77 inch wingspan. I mean, so I I came into the week skeptical about the guy a little bit. I'd say like right now, if, if we're picking an all senior bowl team right now, we're certainly just having the conversation. Between Kalen Bullock and Jalen Samuels, right? I mean, that's just kind of how it's come. Even though we we know the Trash Man loves him, some Akron Ak- Akron Wadley,
1: I, who I happen to like quite a bit as well. He's had a really good week here. He's not <laughs> not the interior runner that you're looking for, but definitely looks like I know. Well, trash. he could,
0: he could handle some of that in, he, in college, and but and he's handled some of it out here. He's not but he, every down is interior. Not, if you run that guy into the teeth of the defense every time, he's going to get hurt.
1: I think he looks like a better version of guys like James White and maybe even Corey Clement that we've seen out here before. He's in that ballpark. I know Trashman said Bilal Powell. Do you think he's
0: better his. version of 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 Corey Clement?
1: Similar, pretty similar. Maybe not quite I think as. Clement's stout. a little maybe bigger. not quite as yeah. stout on. Uh, on contact or up the gut, but a similar player. I'd say somewhere in that mold. Uh, two players we've seen very useful in the league. So.
0: Alex Dunlap, Byron Lambert here with the Watch podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please give it a five-star rating and review in iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also find all of our content with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com.
1: I thought Rashad Penny started looking better yesterday, though.
0: I did, too, and that's the thing. You know, like we talked about it yesterday, it's kind of the... It's the Ziggy Ansah, Josh Reynolds sort of rule where some of these guys that look like shit on day one through day two and day three can really start to come on. Um, I think that you can kind of put him in that bucket. The other guy you can put in that bucket that was just terrible on day one was the wide receiver from Missouri, Jamon Moore. That guy looked like, I mean, that guy looked like trash. Uh, That guy looked like he didn't even deserve an invite to the NFLPA game. But he, he had good production, he had good production, in college, um, he was certainly somebody that I noticed. Uh, whenever I was doing the work preparing for the uh, the Texas game in the Texas Bowl, he was one of certainly one of the four players on that Missouri team that uh, Texas really had to prepare for. In the first day, Jamon Moore just dropped too many footballs, even against air. You know, what we saw in in day two was, you know, he was able to use his vertical his his vertical speed and some really good stimming ability at the line of scrimmage and one-on-ones to get off a of press and just beat guys deep. And I think that's what you, you know, and whenever he did beat guys deep, he did not, uh, you know, he didn't drop the football like he did in, in, in day one. I think that, you know, I, I know you originally started talking about Rashad Penny, and I, I got off on the J-Mod. No, but it's okay. But I, 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 I think Rashad Penny, I don't know, man. Like, what, what would you need to see out of Rashad Penny at today's practice, the last practice that we'll be at? Before we skedaddle out. I need to
1: see him today and at the game a little bit on contact. I want to see his vision. I want to see his
0: one-cut ability. I want to see more inside run drills from that team.
1: Yeah, I I think he's got a chance to actually show pretty well. I I still like Rashad Penny. I mean, look, it's everybody's job to come down here and offer instant and definitive analysis, which is –
0: most of the time completely (laughs) cockamamie and Alex
1: knows I'm always trying to tap the brakes on giving some summation after night one about how bad somebody is up here I think it's just a ridiculous take most Mm -hmm. of the time and as a matter of fact another one that's applying to is you know Josh Allen was better yesterday than in day one I'm hearing from the
0: quarterback Josh Allen I'm hearing from from inside
1: sources that we trust very much at the highest levels of this event that Josh Allen is is showing well in interviews and he's he's been an excellent Kid character, kid, behind closed doors with everybody he's been dealing with. So, and I've said all along that with that skill set, they don't make they don't make them like that. They don't fall off trees. There's just that's. They don't make them like that. That's the NFL body that that kid's got. Well, what is the skill arm.
0: set for for people who might not be familiar with Josh Allen that are just used to listen to our fantasy stuff? Yeah, you, know, and I mean, might not you be look at
1: Peyton fans. Manning or look at one of these Tom Brady. These guys walk in and they look at Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson. They look down like six inches at those guys. Yeah, they don't make them like that. That big bodied, sturdy quarterback who can handle the ball, he can take the hits, he could stand strong in the pocket. His vision is good. It's the strong arm for the NFL. That's, I mean, they don't make them. That's the strongest. I, ideally, that's
0: what you want. It, Look, It I might want, be the strongest.
1: I want the intangibles of Steve Young and Russell Wilson and the accuracy. I want all these intangibles of a Drew Brees. But if I can have my druthers, I want it in Josh Allen's body. And so this is what people are looking at. And I've said all along, if they like the kid, it's going to be about whether they like the kid with Josh Allen or not. Because there's going to be plenty of coaches that say, this is just what I'm looking for, and I can work with.
0: How this. do you get over the inaccuracy and the fact that he's looked so terrible in practice?
1: Like I said, I think he was he's better le- yesterday than he was the first day. I ex- we'll see if he continues. To I get- should.
0: Ta- I mean, I shouldn't say. Ter- he's made some terrible throws. Yeah, that's fair. Some, some very, very bad
1: throws. It's a fair assessment. He's made some good ones. He's made some ones that look like he's made pure some- NFL throws that most quarterbacks in the NFL can't make. So
0: couldn't dream of I making. I think he's
1: going to get better. I think it's really, really hard to offer instant and definitive analysis on, on somebody that's come here and never played with any of these guys after one day of practice. And I think it's on. Honestly, well, what, about after two, little, what about after two days of practice? I thought he looked better yesterday, and so we'll see if he gets better today. We'll see if he's better in the game. But undoubtedly there's coaches who are going to say, man, I can work with this. You know, They're going to say – we've seen it in the past. Bruce
0: Arians thought he could work with fucking Logan Thomas. Exactly.
1: But like I said yesterday, Logan Thomas not out of the pro-style offense. That's a huge – feather and Josh Allen's cap. We saw
0: He he says it's the exact he he says it's the exact same offense that Carson Wentz ran. The,
1: this is this, this is, is huge. We th- saw it, guys Carson Wentz he was ready to play immediately. It took Jared Goff a full year to develop out of the spread system uh, in college, out of that air raid and in acclimate to being able to run an NFL offense. It makes a difference. It truly does. These guys that have been in a pro style offense in college, they the fact is they are more prepared the NFL, they're more prepared to start sooner in the NFL. And when you're a bottom feeder franchise, that's going to be forced into taking one of these guys in the first round. A lot of pressure to roll that guy out in year one. You want him to be ready. So we're talking about a big kid out of a pro style off. He checks a ton of boxes. They're saying he's a good kid behind closed doors. So huge
0: hands, ten and an eighth inch hands. And you know he was a weigh in warrior. And he this- came in at just under six foot five, six six foot four and seven two hundred thirty seven pounds. So he's you know he's big. He can sustain some hits. Uh, he did have to sustain some hits in college because the Wyoming offensive line was not good. He tries his best in interviews to to not throw those throw those guys under the bus because they were zoL. But a good I, dude. it's kinda hard. It's kinda hard. And
1: former uh, Bears
0: quarterback Jim
1: Miller just tells us he's a little just lethargic in the drop and it's true I mean it is true when you watch him the foot the ball didn't come come out really quite when that um, back foot hits the ground there. Um but this is the time we remind you, too, that the Cleveland Browns are not – they will not draft a quarterback under six foot two. You can take Baker Mayfield off of Hugh Jackson's board unless he uses some power struggle – loses a power struggle with new GM John Dorsey. And do you know did.
0: what? It wouldn't be a surprise at all because all he gets in is power struggles with these assholes. All right, all right, all right. I don't think it's been assholes he's gotten in power struggles with. I think he's been the asshole. I don't
1: expect it to happen this soon. It might. But I would go ahead. I More than likely, I would remove Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns board. I think that puts guys like Sam Darnold and Josh Allen right in the crosshairs for Hugh Jackson.
0: Alex Dunlap and Byron Lambert here on the Roster Watch podcast. Again, please rate and review the podcast in iTunes and in Stitcher. Uh, Give us a a good five stars in there. We would always appreciate it, Byron. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, let's just talk about that. Uh, You know, people want to hear about Baker Mayfield. (laughs) I mean, what do you have to say?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he strolled into this thing, and it looks like high school football camp for him. It looks like old hat. he captivates the audience here. This is just run-of-the-mill, going through the motion stuff for Baker Mayfield. As we expected, he's more than likely not going to play in the game on Saturday. He's dealing with some family issues back home. And, you know, I'm not sure he needs to play. He's had a great week of practice so far. I'm sure he'll have another good week today. What you see with Mayfield is, you know, as expected, it's, it's not big-time arm strength. In some ways, I reminds me a little bit of Johnny Manziel out there, just in terms of stature and the way he throws the ball. And I don't say that in a negative way. Manziel had some Johnny Peewee? wee. Had, had some things that were good about him as a prospect. Johnny Pipsqueak. You know, I know Jim Miller doesn't agree with that assessment, but nonetheless, uh, what I've seen out of Baker Mayfield is somebody who well, strolled did, in well, late well, on well, Tuesday.
0: Well, well, what did Miller say? We we should say Miller was Miller's our guy from the uh, the serious NFL channel that has the same. Uh, what the same like I guess president over it as our show on Sirius X and Fantasy does, and so we hang out with those guys down here, and you know Miller's an ex NFL quarterback, so I, I I listen to what he says about these guys, and he says that when comparing him to Manziel, if you just think it's the way he kind of looks back there, where he looks kind of a little puny and you know running around back there and trying to th- you know fling around the football, he reminds you a little bit of Manziel, but he says if you dig into the delivery it's more tight, it's more clean, it's, 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 it's more compact. The ball comes off his hand. Well, they though.
1: love his high release point. Um, I just see a guy who's comfortable. This is easy for him. He walked out here, he's handled it all and stride. He showed up late on Tuesday, missed the weigh-in, rolled straight out to out to practice, took command of the practice. He's been accurate on just about every single throw here. Again, it's not with the greatest arm strength, but I think it's sufficient. His accuracy has been exceptional. So I don't think there could be a better week for Baker Mayfield. I I just see a confluence of circumstances. Whether or not you agree whether he should be a top five or top ten pick talent-wise, and maybe you can argue that based on his size and arm strength. I think that is arguable. But given given the traction that he's given here, given the performance that he's having here, given the attention he's getting from the media, given the fact that the Broncos – are running that coaching, coaching staff. Him. It's very. It's it's nearly impossible for me to see Baker Mayfield getting out of the top five picks in the draft in April. He's, he's going to go top five. H- hard, hard to see him going any later than top ten in the worst case scenario. So good good week for him.
0: You yes you definitely you've heard it here at first. He's he's going to go absolutely going to go top five. I mean look at the top look at these teams that are picking. You have the Cleveland Browns. You have the New York Giants at two. You have the Colts at three. you have the Browns at four. you have the Broncos at five. you have the Jets at six. five, five, five of those five six the teams Broncos need
1: is perfect.
0: Five of those six teams need, uh, dude, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. He I'm certain that Baker Mayfield goes, goes top six, barring disasters moving forward here at the Senior Bowl or barring a disastrous combine. I just I don't see it. and, and do you really think that his arm strength is that bad? I don't think it's bad. Who do you compare it to? Is it kind of hard to ask for an off-the-cuff comparison like that? I mean, do you I think mean, it's I do think you think it's as strong as max- Jameis? Oh no! Do you think it's as no, strong as he has as- a
1: maximum arm strength of Kirk Cousins? That's max. It might be a hair less.
0: Uh, I think Kirk Cousins has a just fine arm. Yeah, I didn't say it's a. Kirk- I like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins will tell you that he's got a pretty damn big arm. Yes, <laughs> he did tell all, us all that. All we're
1: saying is Baker Mayfield does not have elite arm strength. It's, it's probably going to be average. I'd say it's going to be average at best in the NFL. It might even be sub-average, but it'll be NFL caliber. He's making all the throws he needs to make. And is the Do you think he
0: has a here. bigger arm than Dak? No. no. Who does he have a bigger arm than? Does he have a bigger arm than Trubisky? Nope. Does he have a bigger arm than... He might say golf. Golf?
1: He might be in golf's range. He's in the golf Kirk Cousins range of arm strength. It's fine. It's certainly not in the Russell Wilson category.
0: Any issues with his height at all? I mean, he's just. It's, no, it's, it's, it's just it's, fine. It's, it's fine, right?
1: He's he's fine out here. He's having no problem. Baker Mayfield is going to be a very good prospect. Going to get drafted uh, really high there. Quickly, Alex, uh, one thing, though, that Jim Miller also did say, talking about the quarterbacks, I think it was a good delineation. It's one that we make oftentimes as well, is that Josh Allen, he views Josh Allen as a thrower of the football and not a passer of the football. There's a lot of nuance to that statement, but that's a meaningful differentiation. I think it's a fair critique and something that the teams are going to have to take into consideration, because you really don't want a thrower of the football as somebody like
0: You just go fling it around.
1: You know what I mean? He's not a real passer. He's been able to bail himself out with the athletic ability, and even though we like the way Allen moves, he's not going to be... Running the, de- the design uh, runs like somebody like a Cam Newton. Well,
0: I think that we, we, sh- we, we, sh- we should say that Josh Allen has shown some good mobility, but not the kind of Carson Wentz mobility where, you know, at some point in, in, in some game at some time in Carson Wentz's near future – He's gonna go for 80 yards rushing, and people are wonder are, are gonna wonder where it came from. But we're gonna say, well, it's always been there. It's just been it's just been harnessed. I'm not sure that I see that ability. He's got Josh at least Allen. got
1: Joe Flacco mobility, which is really sneaky good, and that, I'd say that's at minimum. So yeah, good good player. Uh, we were talking about the Oklahoma quarterback there. I mean, you know, I just want to turn our attention back to James Washington, the receiver out of Oklahoma State, right there. Um, that's out here as well and has been dominating. I'm starting to think that he needs some Justin Blackman in his comparisons. We haven't thrown that in there yet, and I'm seeing a physical – I mean, that's a big-time comparison. This is a physical guy who, who runs after the catch.
0: James Washington, the wide receiver from Oklahoma State, he was the Boletnikoff Award winner last year as the best wide receiver in the nation. He comes in here – basically just lapping the field as far as the wide receiver group. I said it on the SiriusXM special that we did live from here in in Mobile for the Fantasy Sports Channel that I cannot recall a wide receiver coming here to the Senior Bowl. This is our seventh year covering it professionally for all of Roster Watch Nation. I I can't recall one that came in and was on a level so much different than the others. Now, I'm not saying that he's the best wide receiver I've, I've ever seen at the Senior Bowl, but what I am saying is Anytime there has been a Cooper Cup, you know, there's been a Zay Jones, which is a good reminder to us that Zay Jones was playing hurt this year. If you can buy low on him at Dynasty, I mean, he came out here and he competed at an elite level at the Senior Bowl alongside what Cooper Cup did. And we saw Cooper Cup did this year. Zay Jones, his his stock is pointing up at Dynasty. You should try and get him low. But... And yeah, for every year of a for every Philip Dorsett that comes out here and really impresses, there's always been a Jordan Matthews or you know what I'm saying. Like, like it doesn't seem like there's ever been just one dude that's been, you know, leaps and bounds, uh, uh, you know, above the others. But I just know that when we get when it comes time to do the All Senior Bowl team, at, uh, we'll, we'll put up at roster watch probably on Friday. Or knowing us, we'll probably put it off until early Saturday morning, as close to before the game as possible. After James Washington, I, you know, we're gonna have to have serious discussions about who the hell is gonna be, who, who the other two are gonna be, before we talk about any of the other two. Just what you know about Washington, what is it that you like? Uh, you know, it's kind of try, try and describe him a little bit for anybody who hasn't seen him. You know, he's he's five foot ten and seven eighths, so you know, sub five eleven. But he, gosh, he just doesn't play like it, and he and he, and he weighs two ten. He's got big, long arms. He's, you know, he's got 33 and seven to eight inch arms, and his hands are you know, for a five foot eleven guy, are really, actually, kind of freakishly big at just under 10 inches. What is it about Washington that you've liked most? What aspects of his game have allowed him to be so dominant out here against the best DBs in the country? Whenever the big knock on him coming in was, look, he plays against the shit defenses of the Big 12. Of course, he's gonna go go bananas. The Big Twelve defenses are shit, but I'll tell you what Oklahoma—they, <laughs> Oklahoma,
1: uh, yeah—they didn't—they didn't stop a nosebleed against Georgia there. Uh, I will say this: uh, James Washington. Look at Roster Watch. We love NFL player comps. It's an for us. We just believe it's an easy way to assimilate the information. And so, I mean, James Washington, the guys that come to mind: Jarvis Landry instantly. We see faster a, though, we, dude. We see definitely a fast, with faster the, with than with Jarvis. With
0: a vertical already. element, yeah.
1: Body type wise,
0: junkyard dog junk,
1: like. Yeah, he's a dog. He's aggressive. He he plays strong. He's physical. Jarvis Landry. is an immediate comp. Kendall Wright, who's been a functional player in the NFL, was very good in college. In terms of his body type, uh, is a is a reasonable comparison for Washington. Washington is a much more toned up, yoked up version of that, and certainly a more physically explosive stronger and aggressive player there you know we've come around on comps like i, I mentioned justin blackman earlier i'm seeing a lot of that in james washington and golden tate has been another one that's uh been floating well, I've around here. i've an, come around and i really on. I like, it's an yeah. excellent comparison for james washington so i look down i say kendall wright jarvis landry Justin Blackman and Golden Tate. I toss
0: in a little bit of Ty Montgomery and Bruce Ellington because those are two guys. James Washington looks like a running back playing the wide receiver position if you just look at his body.
1: Yeah, I want to save my Ty Montgomery comp for Kalen Balazs. We'll we'll circle back (laughs) on that in a little bit. But... Yeah, man, I mean, that's just an excellent set of comps, and when you walk up to Washington and you interview him and you shake his hand, I mean, he's not really I – mean, he had cleats on. He's not a whole lot taller than me, but when he puts his arms out, they're just massive, massive, just tree branches of arms with huge biceps, just sturdy, mega-strong hands. I mean, it reminds me I was in Dolphins camp this year and Jarvis Landry's hands – are so big you just can't even – you forget how massive.
0: are. bushel of bananas.
1: On. Yeah, and it's a similar situation with Washington. So, man, you know, this is this is turning into a Cooper Cup situation with James Washington. If he has another day today like he did yesterday, I'm going to basically leave here saying, well, that was pretty much tit for tat with what we saw Cooper Cup do and last year. And what Cooper Cup did what He's doing Cup it did in a, dominating. a little bit of a way, maybe a little more of a beastly physical way and a little bit less of a technical way, but – same results and very similar winning routes up and down the field all over against whoever he's matched up with, deep, short, intermediate. Uh, and this is a good, nice kid. He's going to be good in the locker room. Coaches are going to love him in the interviews. So Humble, I don't know, man. Humble,
0: West Texas kid. He, you know, he's a guy who – dude, he's a guy who could have left after his junior year in college. He comes back for his junior year in college. He gets asked about all these kids down at Texas. Texas had like five five juniors declare – you know, to leave early. None of these guys played in the bowl game. They asked James Washington about these guys. You know, and he just said, "It would never be a thought in my mind to not play the bowl game. How could I not? How could I not finish my career with my with my teammates?" You know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like we play. That's why we play, right? We're here to play the games. We're here to get to the bowl and play. Try and go win the damn bowl game. This kid comes from a West Texas background, humble, down to earth. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit even. Is he a little even kind of? Seems a little bit kind of soft-spoken and just oh, like... It just nice kid. Soft-spoken, a, nice He Carries a big fucking stick. Yeah, I'd love to have him on my team.
1: I'll tell you. So why is it... Imp- yeah. What does it mean when we say this is a Cooper Cup-type performance? What it means is last year at this time we were telling you that Cooper Cup was putting on such a dominant performance that he was going to be a lock in the NFL, and that he would be a PPR machine in our dynasty leagues. And we just loved him in general as a draft pick in the NFL. This is the same thing we're telling you about James Washington. We're going to want him in our dynasty leagues. He's going to be a PPR machine. He's going to be an impact player as a rookie. If you're a fan of an NFL team and you get James Washington, you're going to be absolutely thrilled. And look, this is a guy that if your team uses a first-round draft pick on him, you should absolutely be ecstatic. Thrilled.
0: Thrilled. I, I feel like that. I feel like a. I feel like a one for Washington at this point. It might seem like a, the smallest of reaches for 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 me. With that being said, I'm not sure. Man, we've talked about this wide receiver class. I know there's Calvin Ridley out there. I know there's Cortland Sutton out there. But boy, man, I I just I think that after a Senior Bowl week like this. This is a little bit down year with the wide receivers. I think it's a great year of running backs for our Dynasty Leagues. I think it's a great year for tight ends for our Dynasty Leagues. I'm not sure how, how, how much sizzle there is on the, on the, at, at the top end here, and I'm not sure that we shouldn't be considering James Washington after the week that he's had here in Senior Bowl competing with the absolute best of the best as far as what America has to offer as defensive backs, making these assholes look like fucking idiots. I mean, I just don't see how we can't consider James Washington at least have his name in the hat as being wide receiver one in, 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 in the entire class. I don't think that I, I don't think that that's something that's even that that hot takey. I mean, the guy who won the Bolitnikoff Award as the best wide receiver in, in, in all the land just this last year.
1: I never feel like it's a reach if if you know you're getting a good player and and you, a great employee. You dude. know that you're getting an excellent player with James Washington. I, I I would not see a first round pick on as a reach at all on Washington. We'll see how that uh, shakes out. I know I'm going to have to be doing some convincing on maybe who the wide receiver three is going to be <laughs> on this Senior Bowl team. It's a gentleman. Uh, well,
0: I think even the wide receiver two is up well, for discussion. that's
1: where I was going to head with this. I mean, right now, would you say, as it stands, that wide receiver two of this squad is probably Cedric, of the all-Senior Bowl team as it's shaping up for Roster Watch Nation, would likely be Cedric Wilson. Another kid I interviewed that's just an absolute soft-spoken sweetheart. You can tell he's going to be... A wonderful kid to have in your locker room.
0: Uh, yeah, it's uh, the he, he's the Boise State kid, number eleven, um, Cedric Wilson. Let's see the numbers. I have six six foot one and seven eighths inches, one ninety four, uh, thirty two and a half inch arms, and a nine and three quarter inch hand. So all good measurables there. I think you know Cedric Wilson has shown the ability to really set defenders up with his routes. I think he's a I think he's a better route runner than maybe he had gotten credit for coming into this week. I think that he is somebody who can, who can uh, go up even only at 194 pounds. He's not as kind of as big and beastly as you'd want for a 50-50 catch type guy. But we've seen on numerous instances this week whenever he is uh, thrown to and, and, and tight windows or he has to go up for it. he has good. Like, I think at the combine, he's going to have a really good vertical. And so I think that the, I think that that's the way he's going to be going to be able to sort of separate naturally. We always want these guys who can separate in more ways than one. But I just like it the route's tra- transition point, the way he set he, the way he sets defenders up to 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 bite on his on his stems at the transition point. We've seen him with double moves. We have seen him with the explosion and the suddenness into the dig routes. Over the middle, we've seen him with a, just a beautiful play on a corner route where he showed excellent awareness with his feet to tap the sideline uh, with with both feet in for a true NFL catch. He's put some highlights up like that. He's he's put up the kind of plays that I've been expecting this week out of Michael Gallup, whose film is just so outrageous. the 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 Colorado State kid, and it seems like uh, it seems like you know whenever you look. At the North roster, and you know the guys you were expecting to be those big kind of uh, 50-50 ball, you know, body awareness beasts. The Jaleel Scott from New Mexico State, the Allen Lazard from Iowa State, and the Michael Gallup from Colorado State. Out of all those guys, well, I guess Gallup has been a little bit shorter than I than I thought for one, so I wouldn't put him in the same bucket as the as the six foot four types, the Jaleel Scotts, and the Allen Lazards. you know, it's been been Cedric Wilson who's just really been impressing me in, in, in so many of those aspects of his game, including the contested catch stuff.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to paying a little more Honing in a little more on Michael Gallup today, I, I'm hoping that with some more opportunities that begin to result here as practice uh, hits day three His and film as we is the game, yeah, I hope we see a little more something, something out of him. I think he's actually been okay. We just haven't seen him pop yet. Uh, I, I, I've been a little surprised. Maybe he hasn't moved around better on the field than than he than he has. I was expecting this guy to really be a racehorse out there based on what we saw on the way in. But that's uh, Michael Gallup out of Colorado State. Certainly a wide receiver. I'm going to be. Of focusing in on today, and then of course there's, we won't get too much into it, maybe we'll wait for the Saturday pod, but there is a sn- very sneaky trash man style wide receiver from K-State that is popping off left and right to yours truly here, and it is not because his name is Byron,
0: <laughs> but By- yeah, it's what is it, Byron Byron Pringle? Yeah, this is this is your guy. So go so go ahead and have at it. I'll just read you out the numbers here from the sheet we have up at RosterWatch.com for our pro members. 2018 Senior Bowl weigh-in results and weigh-in warriors. We've identified the guys who were just the, you know the ultimate weigh-in studs and the guys who just missed the cut. You can find all that with a pro membership at RosterWatch.com. Um, Byron Pringle, Kansas State wide receiver, six foot two hundred one. Nine and an eighth inch hands, short arms at 31 and uh, 31 and five eighths. And the but, de- but weirdly enough, a decent wingspan at 77 and an eighth. That always goes to show the guys with the broader shoulders and the uh, the the, the, the bigger musculature through that through that portion of their body. Byron Pringle already uh came out as a junior. Uh, I think he spent some time in JUCO. Because he's already 24 years old. He just says he needed to get the hell out of there before he was too old to be drafted. Um, but, hey, look, looked really good this week. Not that productive in college. Uh, I think he had 706, think between 750 and 775 yards last season and seven touchdowns.
1: I think that might be productive given the quarterback situation at K-State.
0: And just the, just kind of the offense. and right.
1: Those might actually be good numbers coming
0: out of K-State. It's, yeah, it's true. You have to put all this shit in context.
1: Uh, I've seen a guy who's just very subtly and sneakily winning routes all week at, at at many different depths of target, and he's making all the catches. At first with the K-State jersey and the big shoulders, I wonder, man, am I just getting roped into some kind of Chris Harper type evaluation here that we saw several years ago we ended up being, I think, a Seahawk. And the more I watch this thing, the more I think it's a sneaky trash man, Amara Darbo from last year. I'm seeing a lot of Amara Darbo in this player. A guy that doesn't pop off unless you really watch closely. To the Another Seahawk. And then I'll tell you, I went to Seahawks training camp this summer, and
0: don't tell me Tyler Lockett another K State Seahawks. No,
1: but Amaro Darbo was up there, and a guy that Alex and I weren't real high on, but the Trash Man was last year, and Amaro Darbo looked damn good at Seahawks training well, camp. And, last d- year. D-
0: and you, know, and if 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 and you a look lot at, of people liked him, and if you, and honestly, Amaro Darbo didn't get shit for for uh, for snap percentage this this year, but even on the minimal snaps that he played, there was a while there where he was like third on the team in end zone targets so they they like using him in certain spots
1: I think he's actually going to turn out to be kind of a decent player I'm seeing some of that in Byron Pringle out of K-State this week I think my two trash men, Look, we got to have a. We weren't able to drag. We didn't have the. The trashman did not have enough wooden nickels to come on this trip. this year. <laughs> so somebody's got to carry the water for him. I'm trying to do it, and I'm uh, right now. It looks like the trashman
0: never has enough wooden nickels to do a damn thing anyway. Akram Wadley, give the give give the pod listeners the idea that the trashman pays for any of his travel around here. Come on.
1: Well, I I don't want them to think that they're paying for any of his travel.
0: <laughs> Uh, last but not least for me here,
1: it, this is a we mentioned it, this is a good deep tight end crop here the headliners maybe aren't as they're certainly not as strong as last year so I'm not sure we're gonna end up with a lot of day one or day two draft picks at the tight end position here but I think we got a whole slew of guys who are going to end up on NFL teams end up playing
0: and it's crazy because the one that came in with the most the, the most uh, buzz, Dallas Goddard, he got hurt like 20 minutes into day one, looking like he was going to have a, a monster. Him getting hurt was like Alvin Kamara getting hurt in the, in the first series of that Falcons game. Whenever he'd already gone off for 55 yards in the first drive, and you said, "Holy shit, what kind of monster is this going to be?" That's how Goddard was looking to start practice. He leaves early with the hamstring. You also, also lost the UMass kid early, uh, Adam, Adam Brenneman, even with, even with that being the case. I mean, these guys have looked good on the on the South squad. We have uh, Ian Thomas, who you know we're, we mentioned again, Jim Miller, just because we hang out with him a lot down here and love to bounce ideas off him. And you know, he he loves the Ian Thomas from Indiana, six foot three, two fifty six. And then yesterday was the real coming out party for Jordan Akins, the tight end from UCF, who made probably the catch of the week. In the back corner of the end zone, there in the red zone drill. and he
1: just reminds me so much of Gerald Everett, who we saw here last year, who we saw at Rams camp over the summer. I I uh, I would say that he definitely number eighty eight. Yeah, Jordan Akins, he tickled my fancy yesterday, so it was good to hear that Jim Miller was seeing the same thing. I know Pat, every.
0: I think a lot of people were seeing the same thing, but Pat Kerwin,
1: who had really honed in on the tight end position in his evaluation, said he he just wasn't quite doing it for him. And what he you know during the weigh in. I told Alex, I said, man, the Wisconsin kid, the Wisconsin tight end at the way in I said, this guy, I saw him play during the year. This is guy is really, really good. He's going to be a nice prospect. Hadn't really caught our attention out of here, but it was Kerwin yesterday who said that, uh, in fact, he does think it's the Wisconsin tight end, Fumagalli.
0: That has and that's the second time that we've heard that's that.
1: had the, having the best week at the tight end yeah. position out here. I'm certainly going to be focusing in on him quite a bit in my evaluations today. And then and
0: then and then what number is uh, is the Penn State kid Mike Mike Jasicki? I think he's 88
1: on the North squad. Is he
0: 88 on the North? Yes. Because because both of the 88s have been have been really really good. Haven't noticed too much out of Durham uh, Smythe who's the or Durham Smith the kid from Notre Dame, but. Uh, You know, the last guy I'd I'd like to mention with the tight ends is Tyler Conklin from Central Michigan. That guy looks like a caveman. Dude, he came in to the week, and he was one of our weigh-in warriors. Um, And I think he's like a cult figure there for the Central Michigan football fan base because – Anytime you tweet about Tyler Conklin or start talking about him, people just like tweet back like the goat sign, and they just they they like they love that dude. They say that he's you know they say that he's going to be the next you know Rob Gronkowski and all that stuff like that. Clearly, not doesn't have Gronkowski size; at just under six foot three, two hundred fifty two pounds. But look, I, I think this year for the tight ends, with the tight ends being a group that seems so deep this could be a year with the roster watch all senior bowl team where we have an inline tight end and we have a move tight end, you know, and maybe just go down to two, maybe go down to two wide receivers, just make that our formation for this senior bowl, because that's how I'll kind of remember this senior bowl, less wide receiver heavy, more concentrated with a group of tight ends that are kind of really hard to sort out and split the hairs between because outside of James Washington, I mean, any of these other wide receivers that you even want to talk about? I mean, I I mean Deshaun Hamilton from Penn State, who was the call up from the Shrine Ooh, Game. And I liked had some his good
1: tape, and I know some folks are talking about him as a route runner out here.
0: He's been great. I mean, you can watch some of the clips that people you know tweet out from the NFL Network coverage. He's had some really good runs, uh, some some really good uh, routes run there. I mean, and I think
1: Braxton Berrios. Braxton has Berrios, is real, so shot.
0: you got to talk about him. Um, I, he dude, he's t- he just. He gets he gets targeted with with
1: massive volume. I mean, it's a lot volume. like Trent Taylor, Ryan Switzer last year. Both guys who got drafted well and play. Trent hell, Trent Taylor played quite a bit this year. Was pretty good there down the stretch. Barrios has had a few drops that he can't afford to have in that role. Otherwise, it's not going to work out. But in terms of the mold that he appears to fit, he has a shot there if he can hang on to the ball and make some plays t- today and in the game. Uh Barrios is going to be on the radar of NFL teams as a slot receiver. They're looking for those guys that are quicker than a hiccup. I'm
0: trying to think if there's anybody that we didn't get to.
1: Well, the last thing I want to mention, I know we we talked about it earlier, but I just want to get it out there, is uh, we mentioned the guy that I'm falling in love with is the running back out of NC State, Jalen Samuels. And I just wanted to kind of put a bow on that. The reason is what I'm seeing here, and we, remember we've scouted all these guys live. We've gotten to know them. We've been to their training camps. We've been to their pro days. We've seen them all live and in person, moving around on a football field. I'm seeing a player that, in terms of his shape and size, his body build, and his running style and his receiving style. I'm seeing some Zeke Elliott. I'm seeing some Todd Gurley. I'm seeing some Kareem Hunt here, and these are big names to pay attention
0: to. We told Did you about nobody's talking about with t- regards to Jalen Goddamn Samuels. Like no one's talking about this. It's Kalen Bellage is all the talk. But, look, if if you peel back the onion and you look at a little bit of, like, the raw attributes the kid can bring to the game, and, well, dude, watch back some of his games from NC State. And he's
1: been really good in pass protection, which is going to be huge for getting on the field. You guys watch out for Jalen Samuels. And then Alex mentioned it, Kalen Balaj. One thing he did say to me, uh, I got to, had a chance to interview him after practice, is, you know, he says he's a football player. Kalen Balaj, another kid, really good head, straight head on his shoulders there. And he said, you know, he's played every position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, linebacker. He's done it all. And because of that wide receiver experience and because of that build that he has, he's been getting the question, you know, what position? Surprisingly, I I don't see him as anything other than a running back. But folks you know, are. Th-
0: I think he's a running back. We're going to be able to use. Folks him are asking
1: players. him you know, what he thinks his natural position in the NFL is. And he just said, look, man, I'm a running back like Le'Veon Bell. I'm a running back like former senior bowler David Johnston, who came in here with the wide receiver experience out of high school, a very similar situation. We see how that's translated. And Alex mentioned former senior bowler Ty Montgomery earlier as a wide receiver and a running back's body, kind of as we saw with James Washington. As as Kalen Balaj told me that he – he thought he was a Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson type. I kind of looked him up head to toe, and I said, man, that I've stood next to David Johnson. He's absolutely right, but the other guy he looks like is Ty Montgomery, quite a bit, a 220-pounder with that upright body that we've seen out here. So
0: You can catch the food. Those, just, are, just, those are hella good comps
1: for Kalen Bellage man. So we got some real dynasty gold here for those of you who aren't able to secure that top pick, maybe for Saquon Barkley, or if you're not totally on the... I know some people love Darius guys. If you can't get those guys in Dynasty, man, I'm going to be circling hard on Kalen Bellage and Jalen Samuels. We'll be waiting to see how they test in Indy in just a month when we're there at the
0: Combine. And we'll be bringing you content like this from the Combine in Indy as we've done for each of the last seven years. We're going to have a bunch of Dynasty content up at Roster Watch. The beginnings of the Dynasty draft cheat sheets are beginning to take form. The MFL 10 cheat sheets are beginning to take form. We are getting into best ball season. We are getting into draft season. We are getting into business season and evaluation season at Roster Watch. It is our favorite time of the year. We have to get to practice, speaking of evaluation season. So uh, we will end this podcast, but let you know we will We'll have one out Saturday. Maybe, what do you think, a post-Senior Bowl game pod or something, Byron? Oh, that'd be good. It'd be a good. We maybe go over the all-senior bowl team and kind of how everybody um, how everybody did in the game and maybe look a little bit forward to the Super Bowl stuff like that. So we'll, we'll we'll get you guys a pot out on Saturday. Certainly love everybody for listening, for Byron Lambert, for the Trash Man, for the Robot Genius and all of Roster Watch Nation. My name is Alex Dunlap. This has been the Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. We will see you next time.